All right, welcome to another episode of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Coming at you with another Iron Maiden story today. And this one may be a voice that you've heard before. If you haven't heard his voice before, you've probably heard us mention his podcast before. I have Aaron Martell from the Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews podcast. I had to say it nice and slow so Matt knows how to say it. Or R4 for short, which is what Matt should say. But located in Massachusetts, I have Aaron Martell. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thanks for having me. I'm great to be here. Yeah, yeah. You know, Matt just butchers the name of your podcast every time he says it. <laughs> Everybody does. I wish I so wish I hadn't named it that because nobody can say it right. It's a long tongue twister, which is why I said which is why I shortened it to R4, but yeah. man, I really I should have thought that through before I put it out. <laughs> I like the R4. That's just like I wish mine podcast just had a bunch of the same letters so I could do something like that. That's, that's a cool that's a cool little ac- acronym or whatever you want to call it. So not an acronym, but you know what yeah. I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the reason Aaron is here though because like me and Matt and Kirsty and everybody else that's done an Iron Maiden story, Aaron loves Iron Maiden, and we're going to get into his story right now. We're going to start out with before Iron Maiden came along. So first question is, uh, I kind of like to find out where people were before they got into hard rock music. So as you were growing up, you're hearing music around the house, um, maybe even in the womb you alluded to. But um, yes. what kind of stuff were you listening to that like was catching your ears when you were uh, growing up? Uh, you weren't kidding. I really was listening to music in the womb. My parents were children of the 60s. They grew up in the 60s. So they were listening to contemporary rock music at the time. So growing up, I mean, from infancy, I was listening from my mother. I was listening to like 70s sing- singer songwriters like James Taylor, Cat Stevens, Later on, Elton John, Billy Joel, and then Fleetwood Mac, uh, those type of, you know, I guess the Beatles were a huge one for her, too. So that style. The other side was my father, who was listening to the Rolling Stones, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Jethro Tull, The Doors. Mm. So he preferred like hard rock type music. So basically, I grew up listening to all of this and I absorbed it all and I love it all to this day. So I was a classic rock kid and I pretty much, if you pin me down and say, you know, what's your favorite style of music? It's, I, I would have to say classic rock. Okay. I'm a walking classic rock station. <laughs> um, so, but everything, so my first musical artist though, that I really love that I knew that this music, I, this, I love this music and I know that this person is making this music. So I love this person mm-hmm. was Elton John. And that that had to be like 1973. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. That was the first album I fell in love with. And I'm wow. three years old. Yeah, wow. You know, and I, I, so it was like one of those ones I just made them play it over and over and over. I just took to it. And but he had a visual presence too. I, sure. I don't know if you, I, you know, I don't, I can't remember how old you are, but you know, he wore like wild costumes. He had glasses that had feathers and wild stuff. You know, he was a, a whole. He had a visual persona as well as a audio one. So I that I gravitated to that when I saw him on television. Sure. But then everything changed in 1976 when I discovered Kiss. Yeah. And to me, it was a, a band of force. I, I saw the album cover of Destroyer. Okay. And I saw four superheroes. And that, that was it. And once my, it was a stack of my uncle's records. And he played me Destroyer. It was the first time I ever listened to music through headphones. And I, I just, I, I was so 
captivated by listening to this album. Sure. When I was done, you got any more? Do you got any more? And he had Alive. So then I heard Kiss Alive, and I'm like, oh, and I saw the picture. They're real people. They actually wear the costumes. They wear, you know, those are right. not just like cartoon characters. They're actual real people playing this stuff. That just blew my mind. And I was obsessed with that band from 76 to 79. You know, I was one of those kids. I got like, the, you know, all the merchandise, all the merchandise I could get my hands on. I wanted to get all the records. I just, they were the only band in existence for those <laughs> yeah. four or five years. That's what it was like. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, in 1980, they put out the album on mast and I just, I, it was the first time I just did not like the music at all. And I, I just turned off to that. And I went into on, on podcast. I describe it as my pop purgatory phase <laughs> where, where I just, I, I started, stopped listening to the hard rock music and the classic rock music. And I was just listening to top 40 radio, like the other kids in school were at the time, like, like my friends in school, they weren't listening to kiss. They weren't listening to classic rock. They were listening to whatever the top 40, songs were on the radio so that's sure. what i did i kind of followed suit yeah 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 and then you know then a few <clears throat> years later i came back to the hard rock and the stuff that you know i i actually really loved and got turned back onto it right right around 83 or so it's it's interesting because you mentioned the pop purgatory but you didn't like unmasked which is considered the pop album that kiss put out yep. Yep. <laughs> that's it's funny true. yep so you also mentioned in your pop purgatory phase that bands uh, like Maiden and Ozzy became scary to you. And I was curious as to why, like, what was it about that, that them that made you like, where, what did that come from? It came from, again, the, my, uh, what classmates, my peers at the time who were like, you know, you heard about Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, he's a scary guy. He bites the heads off bats. He's sure. You know, he drinks blood or what, whatever it is. Right. Right. And Maiden had the, had the, you know, Eddie to me at first, was scary, you know, mm -hmm. seeing the, the album covers. Oh my God, that's heavy metal. That music must be yeah. scary. If you listen to that. Ooh. And of course, <laughs> then with the satanic panic, uh -huh. which was, which was happening right around <clears throat> the mid eighties, it yeah. was beginning to really become a huge thing. You got to, you kind of got swept along in it. And I, and I did just cause I, and I didn't have friends. I didn't hang out with the metal heads or the, the kids that were listening to that kind of music. I was just like, Oh, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't listen to that. I want to hear, you know, Tom Petty or whatever, you know, or, or the yeah. synth pop bands that were on the radio. That's what I was listening sure, to. Sure, sure. That makes time. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's definitely true. There was a lot of um, that whole satanic panic thing and the, um, just the, you know, like you said, Ozzy definitely, and there wasn't, there really, the reputation he had, you didn't know what was true or what was not true. You know, even like with Kiss, you didn't know if it was, what you know, the blood he spit or his tongue, or there was just all these rumors that you would hear that there was really no way to to substantiate which ones were true or false, or so it was all. And and I think I read an interview with Alice Cooper. You know, there's the famous story of that he ripped a chicken to shreds or whatever on yeah. stage when really he just tossed it up and the crowd ripped it up. And he said that you know they came back and said that he did all this stuff, and his manager said, "Don't deny any of it." You know, because it's, it's just press. So yes, it's not like now. Nowadays, bad press gets you canceled. You know, back then, it made you a superstar. <laughs> yeah, it really did. And Gene scared me too. At you know, sure, six nine. This you know, the blood and the fire that he scared me. But I was, I was still. It was. Fascinated by it, you know. Sure, it's, it, it's kind of like the scary, like that you feel when you're like on a roller coaster. You're watching, 
you mm-hmm. know, like a, a horror movie. It's like you, you enjoy the scare. It wasn't like, oh, my God. I, that's, <laughs> yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, like, actually made me frightened. Like, I, if I listen to him, something will be wrong with me. Or, you know what I mean? Or, right. or I'm going to be possessed by him. Or, uh, something, something crazy like that. It wasn't, oh, yeah. You know, whatever that was. Yeah, and a lot of people believed it. You know, if it wasn't, even if, like, I don't remember, like, I remember kind of thinking it was funny back then, like in the, you know, 80s and people telling me stuff like that. A lot of people believed it, though. Like, they really yes. were sold out to the fact that all that stuff was true. And so, so what was it that grabbed you at a certain point? You were in your, you're in your pop phase here. What grabs you and pulls you kind of, I guess if you want to call Kiss Hard Rock, if you, what pulled you back into Hard Rock? Okay. I give credit in 1983 to three albums that were huge that year that pulled me back to the hard rock slash heavy metal, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Kiss, Lick It Up. They took the makeup off. Mm-hmm. I heard the song on the radio and I went, oh, wow. Yeah, I remember these guys. Sure. And that pulled me back into, to, and I, since, ever since then, I've been, like, Kiss has always been a big thing and it's always been a favorite of mine ever since then, too. Okay. Uh, Def Leppard. Uh, pyromania and photograph sure. I heard that on the radio like and that they they pulled me over too yeah and then the other big one in 83 uh was uh ozzy bark at the moon, bark at the moon I, yeah i tried my i saw the uh the werewolf color cover mm-hmm. and instead of it scaring me i went that looks cool <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah. of instead of being scary it was it looked cool to me sure so i got that one and i lo- i love that record too and all of a sudden it was like oh yeah i like this kind of music i like yeah. heavy guitars i like fast drumming i like you know I, this is the stuff i really like yeah so yeah. It, it just pulled me back over into the hard rock and metal yeah. realm that's such a cool thing you know everyone i've talked to has we all have a certain moment where we realize this is for me this style of music, this whatever, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, <clears throat> so at a certain point, you know, you heard, well, I think you said you were at like a fair. And yep. you were, I don't know if you were playing darts or whatever, but you heard an Iron Maiden song. Do you remember what song you heard by chance? Oh, I sure do. So here's, this, here's that. This is how I discovered, yeah. really discovered Maiden. Yeah. By nine, this is 1984. I remember this, this. I'll never forget this. This is 1984, and I know that because at the time I discovered Van Halen. Okay. And I just went over the moon about that band. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to say after Kiss, that this was the next band where I just went bananas over. Sure. So you know, from the 1984 album, and I was starting to collect the older stuff. So I was a huge Van Halen fan. So I was at this fair, like those traveling carnival fairs that pass through town or whatever. Yeah. And it was, I went to one of those games, you know, you, you pay your money, you play a game. And it was a dart game where they had this line of balloons. They give you a dart. You throw the dart at the balloon. If you pop it, you got, there was a whole line of t-shirts, okay. of hard rock and metal t-shirts. Oh, cool. So, so I, I popped, I, I won and I, they had a Van Halen t-shirt. So I got the Van Halen t-shirt mm-hmm. and I'm putting it on. But the whole time I'm playing, I, I, he, the, the kid, he was a young kid too. He had to be like in his late teens. He had a little boom box and he was listening to music. And stop, all of a sudden my ear catches fly on your way like an eagle. Okay. I'm, I'm like, what, what is this? You know, I, I, cause I had never heard a maiden song before. Sure. So I kept edging over towards the boom box. <laughs> and even after I won the game, I put the shirt on and I kind of stood to the side, listening to the music while I was watching other people play. The kid didn't care. He didn't, he didn't even pay attention to me. Sure. It was a cassette tape. So the cassette tape ends, he takes it out and he flips it over. So I, I quickly looked at what it was <laughs> and, and it said, iron maiden peace of mind. And I'm like, that's iron maiden. Wow. That's, that's, 
that's great. <laughs> I, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I stood there and I, I probably listened to a couple of playthroughs okay. to the, of the whole album, Peace of Mind, before I finally wandered off. And yeah. that kind of planted the seed in my head about this band. You know what? I really might like this band. Yeah. So, But it, it took a couple more years before I got my first Maiden album because after that it was they kind of slid into the background because I was I, by then I was collecting cassette tapes instead of vinyl records. So I was collecting, I was collecting the back kiss catalog. I was collecting <laughs> Van Halen. I was collecting Ozzy. I was collecting like these, these bands that I was getting into. Yeah. So Maiden kind of slipped from my mind okay. until 86 when yeah. I heard, uh, wasted years. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I went, Oh yeah, that's a great song. I, I, I know I'm going to like this band. So the first album I got was somewhere in time. Okay. And, which is, and that's an album that's still very special to me because it was my first Maiden record. Sure. And I loved it. Still, I, I love Somewhere in Time. And then for that Christmas of 86, I got a, the cassette tape of uh, Live After Death, mm-hmm. which, you know, another phenomenal record. And kind of gave the broad overview. And once I listened to that, I'm like, I, I love this band. So then I just <laughs> went, I just did the deep dive after that and got the back catalog. And ever since then, I've been a Maiden. Okay. Band. So okay, you go, you get, you get um, somewhere in time. You get live after death. You hear, you're hearing songs from Peace of Mind. You're hearing songs from Number of the Beast. You're hearing songs from the first two albums. Eventually, and th- this is the question I always wonder about because I know how I felt. Eventually, one of the albums you get has Eddie with an axe on the cover, or has Eddie just standing there staring at you, and it has Paul Diano singing on it. So when you hear those albums, one of those when we, when you first hear Paul Diano. Two questions. Did you know that that those albums had a different singer, and what did you think? I did know that they had a different singer just because by then I'd met a couple people who were Maiden fans, and we would talk talk Maiden, so I knew that they had a prior singer. When I first heard them, I went, ooh, that's different. (laughs) Because the ones I'd heard was, you know, I'd heard Running Free. uh, What else is on? Is Phantom on the Opera on? I think it is, right? Phantom is on. Yeah, Phantom is on live to this. Wrath Child. um, So... Hearing that different voice was like, but the music was also kind of different. It was more, I don't want, I want to say, I, I know Steve Harris would hate this, but it had more of a punk influence. Sure, sure. So yeah. I think the voice kind of fit that music. I, I, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is I adjusted to Deano quickly. Yeah, okay. I like his voice and I still do. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So, okay, so you, so you didn't mind Paul at first. You see, I, I struggled with Paul. I, yeah. Um, now, did you get a chance to see the Somewhere in Time tour? No. Okay. Nope. But the next album comes out, Seventh yep. Son of a Seventh Son, and yep. you get that album. And yep. well, First of all, what did you think of the album when you got it? I didn't like it at first. Okay. Because the, the first thing I hear are these keyboards. <laughs> like, like, like Somewhere in Time had the, like the, the, the guitar synths. Right. But this was out, out, this was out and out keyboards. And I was like, wow. I, I, it took me a while to adjust to seventh son okay but after i after a few that's one of those ones that grew on me and it, it grew on me pretty quickly and once it did yeah i i love that record too and that's the first time i saw maiden was on the seventh son tour okay so you saw them on that tour do you remember do you know the date do you remember the date i don't remember the date i do know that it was at the worcester centrum in worcester mass and that's that's spelled like w-o-r-c-e-worcester yeah <laughs> yeah is it let me ask you this this is a totally off the subject um I was traveling through uh, the States with my job and we were, I don't know if we were going, I think we went there and I looked it up online and it said that that was pronounced 
Worcester. Like they asked a bunch of people that were from there, said, how do you pronounce? And they had the, you know, W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R. And they said, Worcester. Like W-I-S-T-E-R is almost how it sounded. Have you ever heard that? No, no. Okay, okay. I've always known it as Worcester. Now, I, I do need to say that Massachusetts is a small state. Yeah. But I live as far away from Boston that you can't. I live in Western Massachusetts. Okay. Boston is on the East Coast, you know, on the is on the East Coast. So we don't talk like them. We don't have that car, but the Boston. Yeah, accent, that's know, true. I car. noticed you don't have that. Yeah, we don't have that accent out here. We're we're because we're closer to New York. So okay. we, we we have you know upstate New York type accent in in Western Mass. Sure, sure. So, okay. but as far as we've ever known, it's always been Worcester. I've never heard Worcester, but they pronounce things so like you know some of the words in their towns that they pronounce like there's a there's a word I didn't even know this. There's a word uh, that when you look at it, it looks like it's Peabody. Uh-huh. It looks like, but they say Peabody, <laughs> and that's how they all pronounce it out there. Peabody. That's funny. <laughs> you, don't see, you don't say Peabody. Yeah, that's so funny. Weird pronunciations out that way. So okay, so you see the tour. Do you remember who opened? Yes, the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. <laughs> really, on the Seventh Son tour. Yep. Okay. Yep. I was talking to that? someone the other Why day. Am I talking. Wait, I, I just brain farted. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Go ahead. I think it was was it Ace Fraley. Ace did. That's who I saw opening on that tour. Yeah, it was Fraley's Comet, wasn't it? Yeah, on the second album. Yes, it was. Yeah, okay. Okay. First time I saw Ace ever. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Wow. I'm sorry about that. No, no, no. When you said Vinny, I was like, because someone told me they thought that that band, his band, opened on that tour, and I said, I know they opened on Somewhere in Time, but I wasn't sure about that. Right. Right. Confused my tours. Yeah, I think they. Yeah. Um. Because I know uh, the guy. I talked to somebody the other day, and he said that he saw them. And Twisted Sister was opening, but he said the night he saw them, Twisted Sister didn't open. <laughs> so, and no. I was like, so Twisted Sister opened, um, or you know what? I'm sorry. That's Power Slave. That's Power Slave. I'm sorry. He, we were talking about the Power Slave tour at that time. Okay. So yeah, yeah I saw Ace. Uh, yeah, I know I Gun, Guns N' Roses opened on that tour some. Uh, wow. I believe uh, someone told me, the guy, I think that guy told me when he saw them in Denver that LA Guns opened. And and I even pulled it up. I checked it, and at least on the that uh, setlist.fm, that's who was the opening band on that show. And wow! So they had quite a few different bands. And L.A. Gun seems like a really odd fit to me. Yeah. In '88, yeah. but um, so what did you think of seeing Iron? Well, well, what did you think of Ace when you saw Ace? You remember? It's hard for me to remember. I, I remember loving it just because I was such an Ace fan, you know. Sure, from, sure. From the Kiss thing, but so I, I, he could have been terrible. I don't, I don't remember. I just yeah. know that I loved it. I do know that he, at one point, he kind of put down Kiss. He, uh. you know, that for that old band I was in, <laughs> and, I, and I was going, you know, like yeah, Kiss, and everybody, everybody around me was like kind of booing, booing Kiss. I'm like, come on, no, what are you guys talking about? But, That's uh, funny. But it was, I, I remember enjoying it for sure. Okay. Because I was, because I've talked to people about that show, because that was the first year I saw them as well, and I just said, I know I saw Ace. I remember being there and Ace playing, but I don't really have any real recollection of his yeah. show if it was any good or wasn't. Like, like I know I liked it, but it, I couldn't tell you. Now I do remember loving Iron Maiden. What did you think when you saw oh, Iron I was Maiden? Blown away. I loved it. That's awesome. The whole, the whole stage, the stage looked like the album cover. Yeah, right? it was like, yeah, was like, like this is this was amazing. It was a Definitely. great set list. Loved it. That's interesting. It just it's so weird to me how because Denver's even closer to where I live, 
than where you live, but you still saw Ace. I saw Ace, and someone in the middle saw L.A. Guns. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. Really weird. So, so you follow along with Iron Maiden, and, and 1990 gets around. <clears throat> and 1990 was a pretty significant year for Iron Maiden because multiple things happened that year. Well, I think first, Bruce put out a... a I don't know if that was during uh, that year or it came up, but he had the te- he had a "Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter" the single, a solo mm-hmm. song. But the thing that I heard first was "Tattooed Millionaire" came out that year. Do you remember hearing that when it came out? I do, and I got the album. Do you remember liking it or thinking it was? I, it was different, I, but I expected that. I want to say that I read it was not going to sound like Maiden. Okay. Okay. Uh, um. I liked it. There, there are tracks on there that I like. I liked ta- – actually, I got it because I saw the Tattooed Millionaire video this, okay. for the song. Okay. That's how I knew the album was out, and I, okay. w- I went out and got it. So, I, yeah, there's there are parts about it I liked, but, uh, yeah, it's not it's not stellar. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I never heard what it sounded like before, and so I think that's probably has part of the reason I, that I feel the way I feel about it. It's a huge letdown for me. Yes. So the next thing that happens <clears> – <throat> And we didn't know it at the time, but Bruce's guitar player on Tattooed Millionaire was about to be in Iron Maiden. But then next thing you know, we get we get word that Adrian Smith is not in Iron Maiden anymore, whether he left or was fired. I think they just made it sound like he left. Um, so you heard that. If you heard that before, do you remember that it had any effect on you or just you thought, ah, who cares as long as Iron Maiden's still here? Well, I knew because I am the way I am. I knew like the band members' names and who they were and – but I didn't know, like, if when you played a Maiden song, still to this day, my ear isn't trained enough. Like, when I hear a guitar solo, I can't – sometimes I can't immediately pick out who's sure, playing it. Sure, Um Yeah. But uh, – so when Adrian left the band, it was something that I read. And I was like, oh, boy, that's terrible. But on the back of the Tattooed Millionaire CD, it said Yannick Gers now in Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of tipped you off okay. that he was going to be in the band. Okay. So, so then no prayer came out. And yep. what did you think when you heard no prayer? Because it's obviously a shift. <laughs> it was a shift and I didn't like it. I was very disappointed with it. Okay. I was a big enough fan of the band that I listened to. I listened to that album a lot, trying mm-hmm. to get into it, trying to like it. Yeah. Um, there may be like a, a couple of tracks on it that I liked, but wow, it was a letdown. And, and I hated the way Bruce started singing. Mm-hmm. He was he was doing that growly, raspy stuff. Seventh Son, he, he was doing it a, a little bit on that album, too. Mm-hmm. But by then, he was just singing all the songs like yeah. that. And I did not like it at all. And it just, it, it sounded like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it, but they, they it sounded like the songs were underwritten. Like, like they were yeah. just tossed off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, yeah, it was, it was really disappointed. I, I was really disappointed with that record. Gotcha, gotcha. Did you see that tour? I didn't. Oh wow! Okay. I didn't see Iron Maiden. Just, just so you know, I didn't see Iron Maiden again until 2012. Okay, 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 okay. And I know that that there's going to be a really cool story when we get to that. So yes. Um. <clears throat> so at this point, you know, they come out with Fear of the Dark a couple years later. Are you like at this point? Are you even into Iron Maiden? Are you buying the albums anymore? Still a huge fan, so as soon as it came out, I got it, hoping that we were going to get a return to form, you know, at least as far as I was concerned. Sure. And wow, I, I know you guys blast that album quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm with, I am on team Uncle Steve. All right, there I we go. I do not like Fear of the Dark at all. As a matter of fact, there's, I don't, I can't, 
there's not hardly a track on there that I really like. Even Fear of the Dark, the song itself, I don't know, this might be controversial, Uh-oh. but of all the big maiden epics, you know, the songs that they got to play, that the ones that, to me, that's the, just as a song, yeah. is one of the weakest ones. I did not like that song <laughs> yeah. until I saw it live. Sure, That sure. changed everything. It's a great yeah. crowd song, yeah. Yes, that changed everything. It's really fun. It's an awesome song to experience live. Yeah. But on record, I didn't like that song either. So, yeah, Fear <clears throat> of the Dark, it was like, it was my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Maiden album for quite a while, and if I'm ranking them, which I you guys like to do your list, I love to do that kind of stuff too. Sure. If I was ranking the Maiden albums, it's still my second least favorite album. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still well, my second least favorite album, Fear of the Dark. So can I ask what's below it? You can Virtual Eleven. Okay, okay. So okay, because some people. Okay, yeah. So we'll get to Blaze's stuff in a minute because I don't. You know, some people just automatically say blaze is terrible and i'm you know and they're automatically going to rank his albums lower because mm-hmm. he's not bruce dickinson and i i understand that because bruce dickinson is obviously the superior guy hell bruce dickinson is bruce dickinson is superior to just about every other singer out there regardless of what band you're talking about so right. trying to follow him is not an easy task yes. but um <clears throat> okay so yeah to me i think i like fear of the dark as an album i mean it's it's an Iron Maiden album, so I don't hate it, but you know, the bar is set so high with Bruce and Maiden and you know, you got you got a uh, you know, four songs on there at least that would be the absolute worst song on every other Iron Maiden album in my opinion. You know, stuff Weekend Warrior and The Apparition and From oh. Here to Eternity. Good oh. lord, good god. Yeah. Terrible oh, stuff. So you're, yeah, you're turning my stomach just saying those. Sorry, I'll, I'll let's, let, yeah. Let me let's get to something better here. <laughs> now, next thing we know, Bruce leaves the band. You know, I I guess it was they went on tour. I, did you see the tour? Did you see? No, you didn't see. I'm sorry, you already said nope. that. Nope. I, I'm thinking because I went and saw that tour. Okay, so yeah, so the tour comes and goes. Um, then I guess at some point, I don't really remember when I knew Bruce was not in the band. I just knew at some point he wasn't. Right. What what goes through your mind when you find out Bruce is no longer in one of your favorite bands? I'm done with Iron Maiden. Okay, okay. That's how I felt at the time. Okay, okay. So when the X Factor comes out, um, well, before the X Factor comes out, Bruce releases Balls to Picasso. Are you going to be staying along with Bruce on the solo material? Nope. Okay, okay. Okay, so... So Bruce ends up, but he does put out Balls to Picasso, which was a little more of a return to Bruce doing heavier stuff compared to Tattooed, which I was happy about. I was like, hey, you got Bruce, you got Maiden still, great. Mm -hmm. Then X-Factor is the next uh, release between the two. And did you get X-Factor when it came out? I didn't buy it, but I was curious. Okay. So I borrowed it from a friend, the CD, and I listened to it about three times. Okay. What did you think? Uh, I'm done with Iron Maiden. Okay. 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 <laughs> uh, because I just, Blaze Bailey, I, he takes a lot of guff from Maiden fans. You know, sure. A certain segment of Maiden fans. Sure. I didn't like his voice. And the thing is, okay, so Bruce is out of the band. You're not going to get, you're not going to re- replace him with, with, you know, somebody just as good. But to my ears, you've got to replace him with somebody who can get in his range. Sure. If sure. you're going to perform the older material. Right. Yeah. And Blaze couldn't do it. He just, his voice to me was almost somewhere in the middle of Paul's <clears throat> and Bruce's. Yeah. And so, so he couldn't serve either material well. 
Yeah. You know I mean, you now, know, I will say this. I, I will say this to you, Uncle Steve. Mm-hmm. I actually like X Factor now. Okay. It, I, I returned to it later on. Once I got back into Maiden, which we're going to talk about, yeah. I, I listened to the albums that I kind of missed, mm-hmm. which were basically the, the Blaze albums. Yeah. And Virtual Eleven, no, but X Factor kind of caught my ear. I thought there was some really good stuff there. And I, and I, kind of tuned into the darkness, right? Steve Harris was going through a hard time. And sure. It was kind of reflected in the music. And I actually, I, I quite like the X Factor now. Okay, good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah, I think Steve Harris didn't do any favors to, to Blaze with, you know, they didn't, they didn't down tune. I know. To help. And, and, you know, you're picking songs like Heaven Can Wait, you know, which is, you know, I mean, you think about that. Heaven can way, yeah. way up there. You know, even singing like the Trooper. I've seen you know footage of Blaze doing the Trooper, and it's just you know, ah, it's just way up there. And you know, God help the guy. I mean, God love the guy because he he did his best. And I mean, nobody would turn that job down. No. You know, you're not going to turn that down. Same as you know, got people that, and I don't know where you stand on Tommy and Eric wearing the makeup and all that, but who's gonna? Mm-hmm. You know, if Tommy and Eric weren't doing it it'd be two other guys doing it. Cause someone is going to be like, look, this is a steady paycheck for what? 20 years now. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I <clears throat> do think that blaze kind of got a raw deal and they really should have tuned down for him. Mm-hmm. So they, they didn't do him any favors. They didn't do the band any favors yeah. by him. Yeah. You know, so I, I have respect for blaze Bailey. You know I mean? I, and he was kind of put in a, a, a difficult situation, you know, a rock and a hard place situation. Sure. What's he going to do? Yeah. So, you know, I, I do feel for the guy, but I do also feel he was not the guy. He was not the right fit for that band. Sure, sure. And, you know, it is what it is at this point. I mean, if you listen to the material that, that he sings, when he sings his own material, if you listen to Maiden, you know, live from back then, he sounds good on his on stuff that, that is in his range. It's just, yeah, they didn't, they didn't do him a favor. But I will say, you know, for whatever it was for Blaze, he's been a champ ever since he left. He never, you'll never hear him talking bad about the band. And, you know, and he'll readily admit I've been able to have a solo career and be an independent musician and make a living because I was in Iron Maiden for five years. And that's, you know, it bolstered him enough to, and I don't know if you've listened to much of his uh, solo material uh, after he's left, but like his first album, Silicon Messiah, is it's incredibly good. Yeah. It, and, um, you know, he's got a lot of really strong albums out between, you know, the last 20 plus years. And so, when he's writing, when, when when the music's written for him, it's good. It, he does well with it, but you know. But I'll admit, yeah, he he has earned my respect. Absolutely, he really has. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I I'll give him a lot of credit. Sure, but uh, no, I have not explored his solo material. I I didn't hear any of the Wolves Bane stuff either. It's just something that you know. Someday yeah. I'll probably get just like the rest of Bruce's solo catalog. Yeah, I'll probably. I just I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, I, I have to listen to so much music. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> Y'all yeah, will say the Wolfsbane stuff for me. I I struggle with it. I like yeah. I like because Blaze's stuff after Maiden has been his solo material. It's more I I don't know if this is how you would really call it, but I call it more like power metal. Okay. More kind of musically, and I really dig the I dig what he does with that. And so, but yeah, the Wolfsbane stuff when I hear it, I'm just like, eh, it doesn't do anything for me. But <clears throat> so okay, so throughout the '90s, obviously, you know, Bruce puts out. Th- you know, three more solo albums, the Skunk Works, Accident of Birth, and Chemical Wedding. Maiden puts out Virtual Eleven. Did you even hear Virtual Eleven when it came out? When it came out, no. Okay, okay. Nope. Okay, um, 
I felt like personally you ignored it. I know you said you that you put virtual eleven at the bottom. I I think virtual eleven Maiden was kind of veering back to what they were. You know, like you listen to it, opens with future real. It's a it, it's. I think future real would fit in like on a peace of mind. It's got that vibe to it. But um, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. So um, so uh, next thing we know, Blaze is out of the band. You know a. Chemical Wedding by Bruce Dickinson came out in late 98. And it wasn't, I don't think, five months later, he was back in the Iron Maiden doing gigs. So wow. it was pretty quick. So I don't know, you know, because obviously, um, I'm sure you know this, but Accident of Birth and Chemical Wedding both have Adrian Smith playing guitar on them as well. Yes. So, you know, I can remember that era because you're like, wow, it's like, this is... A, even though his solo material wasn't more like Iron Maiden music, it was good. It was really good compared to the Blaze stuff. It just wasn't as good as Accident of Birth or Chemical Wedding. And you're like, man, it's amazing because even though we're not getting Iron Maiden with Bruce, we're still getting some great music from Bruce. Um, but then obviously, you know, Bruce and Adrian, all of a sudden in 1999, they're back. Do you remember hearing about this and what you thought? I didn't hear about this. And what happened was, is I came across the CD okay. at the music, at the music store and I picked it up. Well, Maiden's got the new album. So I picked up the CD and I look on the back and I just went, Oh, <laughs> I, I, cause I saw, I, I saw Bruce at first. I was yeah. like, Oh, he's back in the band. And I, I remember like yelling this out in the store and yeah. people were like looking at me and they, 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 they didn't. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was, myself. I was talking to myself and then I took a, a quick, you know, I took a harder look at the photo. I'm like, there's six guys here. <gasps> Adrian Smith, he's back in the band too. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I, I bought that. I, I didn't even look at anything else in the store. I went and bought it and took it right out and put it in the car to play it. Man. And what'd you think when you hit play? Blew me away. Loved it. Loved it. Still do. Excellent. Yeah. That's, yep. Yeah, that I I didn't have the same reaction. I just I didn't even care at that point. I just I wasn't really in tune with it. I did see the tour because I was going to see Halford because uh, he was on his resurrection tour and you know and going back in time. I wish I could. That's another show I wish I could go back to and relive because it was Halford open and, and I remember I still remember Halford was awesome. Yeah, you know, that resurrection album was really good. Yes, and then the middle band between Iron Maiden and Halford. Queensryche, <laughs> and then of course Iron Maiden comes out with Adrian Smith and Bruce Dickinson, and and I remember being there and probably singing along with the songs, but I don't remember. I wasn't like, I didn't feel the way I felt when I saw Iron Maiden a couple years ago on Legacy of the Beast or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't have that, but so you didn't go see that. Did. It's like the switch got flicked. Yeah. When, when I as soon as I heard the, the as soon as I heard da -na, da -da 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 -na, mm -hmm. da -na, I was like, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go, yeah. Yep. Yep. So okay, so moving along into their catalog because I know you didn't see the tour, so <clears throat> Okay, so wait a minute. So at this point you get Brave New World. How long does it take before you go back and, and get the other two albums in between? Quickly. Within okay. a couple, within a couple of months, I got th I got the two Blaze albums. Okay, okay, and okay. that's when I really I I dug into them really. I dug into both those records, and that's when X Factor grew on me, okay. and Virtual Eleven did not. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, so the next album comes out that that was two thousand when that one came out, and then Dance of Death came out in two thousand and was it three or two? I think it was two. Came out in two thousand two, I believe. You know what? I've got it on my phone. I'll just look at it right now because uh, yeah, I can't I remember. Three, but 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's see. According to yeah, according to my uh, iTunes, it says 2003. So yeah, yeah. So do you, so you get that album when it comes out, and what did you think when that when you hear that? It didn't turn me on as much as Brave New World did. I thought it was solid though, and it still do. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know, I thought it was I thought it was pretty consistent. You know, the, the, the I, I, way I see it as I, there are a lot of tracks on Brave New like at least half the album of Brave New World, I would put, I would say could rank up there with any, throw out your best maiden tracks. Yeah. These belong with them. Yes. Dance of Death, I think we're like, is like a, like a tier below, but all the tracks across the album are solid. Okay. You know, they're, they're good. They're good tracks. None of them blow me away. And I don't think any of them are terrible. What do you think about the, What do you think about the album cover? <laughs> uh, I, I know it gets ripped on. I like the idea of Eddie as the Grim Reaper. I wish they'd let the guy finish it. Yeah, you know, I, I, it made me think of like you know, like eyes wide shut with a Grim Reaper standing in the middle of it. It's <laughs> exactly. It's not. It's not a good album cover at all. But uh, I, you know, I, I, Eddie as the Grim Reaper. I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Yeah. When, when you terrible. see when you see the pictures of it where it's where everything else is removed and it's just Eddie standing there, it's pretty cool. Much looking. better. Much yeah. better. More, more menacing. Yeah. So what did you think, uh, like, where would you, as far as Dance of Death goes, where would you rank Wildest Dreams as an opener in the Maiden catalog? Would you think it's a good opener, like, compared to other things, or is it one of the, the lower ones? Definitely one of the lower ones, one okay. of the weaker ones. Yep. Yeah. Do you think it's the, the worst opener? <laughs> it could be. Okay. It could be. Okay. Yeah, we uh, we ranked the openers once, and that was two out of three of us ranked it at seventeen. One out of three of us ranked it at sixteen. <laughs> so, so it was a. Uh, it would definitely be either, yeah, it would be either sixteen or seventeen. Just thinking about it, now, yeah, going through them in my head. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, I probably would. I probably would rank it above Future Real, and that's about really. About oh it. man. Yeah. I think Future Real is just a Yeah, I'm not a fan of Future. I I really do not like Virtual Eleven. I don't there's not a song on there. I don't even like the Klansman. Wow. Don't like Freedom. Oh man. That is Oh Okay. Well, you know. Like it. Gotcha. 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 Okay. So um so Dance of Death. What about the next album? A Matter of Life and Death. That album comes out, what do you think? Love it. Love it. And uh, I took to it right away. And that one's darker. It's got a darker vibe to it. And yes. uh, so, yeah. And But I remember the controversy when they were playing the whole album on that tour. Mm-hmm. And thinking about it now, I would love to have seen that. But yeah. I, can, I could just imagine yeah. you know, a casual fan being there going, what are they doing? What is this? What are all these songs? <laughs> Yeah, but it's a strong album, very strong. I would say of the I don't what do we call the the new the new maiden or the, the reunion? I say the reunion maiden. era. The reunion albums. It's my second favorite of the reunion albums. Okay, I think I know what your number one is already, but uh, yes, I think you've already named it. So <laughs> I have. Okay, yeah, I I think those two albums are just incredible too. The uh, Matter Life and Death and Brave New World. They're they're neck and neck for me. They're really yeah. So now at the time. Because you weren't going to these tours, were you aware of the tours coming around and just kind of like, I, don't, I can't do it, I, whatever, or just you just didn't want to? Yeah, either between finances and uh, you know, I, and having the time, getting away from work, and I wasn't going to concerts. Mm-hmm. I, I was just kind of like, uh, it, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy going to concerts is one of the great 
yes. pleasures of my life. It's one of the things I love to do the most, but I'd gotten away from that. I don't know. I guess I'd just gotten it, like into some complacent rut. Sure. That got changed, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. A, a, a big thing happened to, that completely changed that. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah. Okay. So that's where we're at now because um, <clears throat> Matter of Life and Death was 06. Yes. Now you told me that in about 2009, 2010, that one day your son comes up and has a question for you. He does. What did he ask you and what happened? He was in middle school at the time and uh, he comes home from school and he comes, he says, dad, my teacher was playing the song at work. I thought it was really cool. I, I wonder if you know it. It was called, it was called Ghost of the Navigator. And I just looked at him. I went, what? <laughs> Said, that's, that's Iron. That's Iron Maiden. I said, "You like that song?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, I think so." So I went and got. Oops, there's a dog. <laughs> I went and got uh, my Brave New World CD and played it. Yes. Yeah. Ghost of the Navigator. Is this the song? He goes, "Yeah, yeah, song's awesome." I said, "If you like this song, you might really like this band." Yeah. And I gave him the Brave New World CD. Yeah. And he took it and played it, and he fell in love with it wow and that just started him uh he is one of the biggest today he's one of the biggest iron maiden fans that i know he he's he's obsessed with iron maiden the way i was obsessed with kiss as a little kid in the 70s sure he he has all the albums he knows all the songs frontwards and backwards he collects maiden merchandise he's part of their fan club we've been to every single tour since 2012 we've been to Madison Square Garden in New York City, you know, spending the night at a hotel to go see them. Oh, cool. You know, he's, he's, just, a, he's just a maiden monster, and I'm, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He ignited my love of going to – he's my concert buddy now. We go to, we go to shows, yeah. you know, not just maiden shows. We go – you know, we saw The Who. We saw Kiss. We just saw Elton John last month. Oh, cool. You know, com completing my circle with Elton yeah. John. I got yeah. to see him one more time. Sure. You know, so he's my concert buddy now. We talk about music all the time. He'll just text me out of the blue because we like to talk about rankings. Dad, do you like Wildest Dreams or A Different World better? Which one do you like better? <laughs> he, he does that kind of thing. You know, what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. When we travel to uh, concerts, uh, we, we play this thing called the Maiden Game. Okay. And this is this is how it goes. It doesn't even matter who we're seeing. Yeah. It, it would, uh, we, we play the Maiden Game. So we put all of the Maiden albums into a playlist. Hit shuffle, and before the song plays, we have to predict the album it's from and the actual song. Oh wow! If you pre if you guess the album correctly, it's a it's worth a point. Okay. And if you guess the song correctly, it's worth three. So you just cut and you just it's it's more difficult. Oh, that's got to be difficult. Even picking the albums is really difficult. You don't have big scores at the end. Right. Let's do this for fun. You know what I mean? It's a, and we, you know, we listen to the song as it plays up. Up, oh, the song is about to end. What do you, what do you predict? What do you predict? And I, you got to think real quick. Oh, Sun and Steel. <laughs> you, know, you, just, you just pull a song out of thin air. That's funny. Whatever it is, but yeah, we enjoy we enjoy playing the Maiden game when we're traveling to a show. Yeah. And and what we're playing for is whoever uh, loses has to buy dinner. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Now. So, okay, so the first tour you saw with your son was the Made in England show in 2012, which was yes. a, re, you know, a redo of the first show by Iron Maiden that you and I both saw. So yes. I guess it's kind of a – I want you to explain it kind of in two ways because this – I can't even imagine. <clears throat> this is – you're reliving – well, really, you're reliving at that point 
the only Iron Maiden show you've ever seen, right? Yes. Okay, so you're reliving your first and only Iron Maiden show. On top of that, you're experiencing this with your child, you know? Yep. And so so what was that like, the whole experience for you? For me, it was like stepping into a time machine, right? Yeah. <laughs> like looking like the, the stage setup was almost identical. Mm-hmm. The set list was not identical, but similar. Close, uh, yeah. They, they played a lot of seventh song material. And, but with him, it was just really cool because I could just, I, you know, it's funny. I just, I saw his eyes light up, you know, I'm like, oh, he's, he likes this. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is a thing. We're going to do concerts. Yeah. It made me even more excited because, all right, I've got a, I've got a new concert buddy, the best concert buddy I could ever. Absolutely. Having, you know what I mean? So watching it through and he did at the time he saw it, he didn't know all the material yet. He was still, you know, processing some of them, you know, he sure. didn't know, like, like he didn't know the, the. Paul Deano, the first two albums very well yet. Yeah. So he didn't know every single song to the, you know, to the note like he does now. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was just fantastic. And he was blown away. And I was just like, I, I, I it was like a, like a, it sounds silly or corny. It was like a dream come true. This is amazing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, you know, like my concert buddy mainly is my daughter, you know, she's 15 now and she doesn't go to every show with me, but she always wants to if I'm gonna go to a show, she wants to go. She doesn't care how much or little she knows about the band, she wants to go because she just wants to experience it. Yes. And you know, it's just it's cool to look over and see my daughter, and I'm sure you feel the same way. You look over and see your kid singing a song, you know, just like I, I can remember taking my daughter to Legacy of the Beast and when they were playing Fly to Vicarus. You know, I've yes. got it on video even and she's just going, Fly on your way. And it's just like you know, it gives you goosebumps that you, your eyes, you do, you tear up and stuff. And um, I always, I always, I always tell people, I'll say, you know what? I didn't have a concert buddy, so I had to make one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, that's really cool, though, man. Especially so, y'all have seen. I'm gonna think. So you've seen Made in England together. You saw yeah. the Final Frontier. Um, what did they do? I don't remember what they did between Final Frontier and Book of Souls. But then they, you would have seen Book of Souls. Uh, then, um, I want to say Made in England was because I didn't see Final Frontier. I think I think Made in England came after uh, Final Frontier. Oh, you're right. You're Final right. Frontier and, and you're Book right. Souls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got my question over where I have asking about the Final Frontier. So okay. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. It was the Book of Souls was next, and then yeah, we that, saw that twice. Okay. Okay. And then you saw Legacy of the Beast as well. Yes. Okay. Now, what do you have lined up? What's your uh, I'm getting ahead a little bit here, but what's your, uh, obviously I'm sure you have tickets for something right now for Maiden. What do you have for right now? In October, we are seeing them cause they're doing, it's, they're still calling it legacy of the beast, right? Even though they're putting some, right. some jutsu tunes in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're seeing them in October. Um, at where are we seeing them? Shoot. I know he got the tickets. Of course he's in the fan club. So he gets like early, early access. Yeah. Early yeah. access. So I, I, but actually that's a general admission show. Okay. That, yeah. So that'll be really cool. I'm, I mean, he's like, I'm. He wants to get like, so get close. Do it. So, you know, in the old days, I'm a big guy. In the old days, I could throw people around and match up to the front and yeah. the mission show. Yeah. I'm like, dude, get close. You you, you want to see your heroes up close? Do it. I'm too old for that now. I'm not gonna smash. My well, you know they they have this thing they do in the fan club, and I can't. I've never done it, but I know people that have done it where they do a drawing or something, and it's called first to the barrier. 
Like oh, we're wow. we're a certain group of people, and you have to be in the fan club to be included in it somehow. But um, where they get they draw it, and if you get to go, you get to go into the show early, and get to go up front. You know, first be the first one to the barrier early if you want to do it. So that's cool. Yeah, so maybe he'll well, get an opportunity to that. do that. Be, I, I hope so. I don't know exactly how it Bruce works. Dickinson is Bruce Dickinson is his favorite member. He he worships you know he's the, the altar of bruce like we went and saw the spoken word <laughs> tour yeah he uh he has all the bruce solo albums he knows all the bruce okay. solo material yeah and he, he always says to me dad when are you gonna listen to accident of birth you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll get i'll get around to it i'll get around to yeah it. <laughs> yeah yeah that's you know. that's uh don't let him hear my uh my review of that show then <laughs> uh I, I still i i keep you know, talking, it comes up all the time. And I'm just like, you know, it just, I, I always go back to thinking I had my 14 year old daughter sitting next to me and he was just telling some stories that, you know, there's just yeah. not what you really, you know, you know, we all heard the one I think about the, uh, the Polish soldier or whatever. Yes. And, and that was just not what you wanted to. And I was just, and I just, so I just think I was in a protective state Yeah. and there was nothing I could do to change it. I was like, I paid too much for these tickets. I can't leave. And and I keep telling Matt, you know, I'm like, it, it, it worked out for the episode. And Matt was like, even afterwards, he was like, I'm so glad you went to this. Cause it was just such a, you know, and I'm like, you know what? In hindsight, yes, it, it was a great fun episode. And so many people liked it, but man, oh, the it, episodes were great. Yeah. 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 Um, I, uh, you know, when we saw it, I, I want to say, I don't know what I was expecting going into that, I, but I should have, you know, I wanted more, I wanted him to talk about Maiden more. Yeah. I wanted him to yeah. talk about the music more. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, him to talk about his writing process yeah. and things like that. That's what I was hope. I, that's what I thought we were kind of going to be. I didn't realize we were going to basically get a show about his book. Yeah. You know, basically yeah. his biography and the emphasis was really heavy on, I don't know about when you saw him, but on his flying and aviation, sure. which is interesting, but it's not what I wanted to hear. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, so I was just kind of like, well, it was okay. And he kind of okay. came out of it. Like he, he was kind of, my son was kind of the same way. Like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> you know, we were, we were yeah. kind of, I, I disappointed is too strong a word, but we were just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got <laughs> you. I got you. Yeah. Um, so, so you saw the final front. Or, so the final frontier came out after or around the time your son is kind of joining up ranks here with us. Yes. And um, what did you think when the final frontier came out? I like that album. I would not put it. Uh, it it's not a favorite. Okay. You know, a, a top tier. Sure, sure. Um, but I like it. It's got a lot of good tracks on there, and then just a, f- a couple tracks where I'm just like, mm, that, that's okay. 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 You know, so uh, I, if I'm ranking them like with the the how would you describe the reunion? 2000s made the I, I would have it like out of the six studio albums that would come out, I would have it number five. Oh wow, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's for me. It's it's a str- the the I definitely know what my top two are in the reunion era. You know, those, where I think those are pretty simple. When it gets to number three, it gets tougher. Yeah, I think because I, I I would say Book of Souls is my least favorite of them. Okay. And then, yeah, I would say, and then dance of death. And then let me think here. We got, uh, Senjutsu and 
So Senjutsu and Final Frontier. I think Senjutsu is still too new for me to really rank it anywhere. So I would say I would put Final Frontier ahead of Dance of Death and Book of Souls. So. Yeah. So okay. I only I only have it ahead of Dance of Death. Okay. Okay. So you see, so you went and saw. Um, well, you missed the Final Frontier tour, but you did yes. see. Okay, the Made in English. Okay. Yeah. Because yep. you said to the. I'm trying to put my. I'm not real good with numbers here. I'm not the. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a smart man. <laughs> so, so um, so I guess the next thing that happens, you know, obviously after you go see the Made in England show and before we get Final Frontier, I mean, um, Book of Souls, we start hearing the rumblings about Bruce Dickinson. And I guess it was not that he had cancer, but Bruce Dickinson has just fought a battle with cancer. And, yeah, he already beat it, right? <laughs> and he came through it. And, and, we, and on top of that, we have a new album coming out and... And Bruce had cancer when we recorded the album, and which, when you, okay, so the album comes out, this was the first album for me, that because I'd kind of had my time where I wasn't paying attention to Maiden, I probably got back around the time your son came along, and okay. after, after Final Frontier, because I know it was already out, but Book of Souls was the first new purchase for me, as a, you know, day one purchase when it came out. Um, what about you, when Book of Souls came out, like... After hearing about Bruce and everything, like what was your level of excitement and what did you think when it came out? Ever since my son got in and we it kind of pulled me. Well, I, I, the truth is ever since Brave New World, I've always excited when the new record comes out. You know, I, I sure. Anticipate, but what, since he's gotten into it, it's got it's gotten even <laughs> I even get more excited. So Book of Souls is the first album that he's it's his first album since sure. he's a Maiden fan. Yeah. So, so what we did is, uh, we got on, uh, we got on Skype and we played, we both got the record for some reason, somehow all day long, we didn't listen to it and we listened to it together oh, cool. for the first time over Skype. That's cool. And, and, and talked about it as we were, you know, I talked about it as we were listening to it. So what did you think of it when you first heard it? Like, did you think that it like was just a phenomenal album when you first heard it or was it like, eh? So no, great. I liked it a lot. I, it didn't blow. It didn't make me react like Brave New World did, okay. or a Matter of Life and Death. But I, I liked it a lot. Okay. Now they told us that the long songs that were going to be on it. So we, we were kind of anticipating those. You know, sure. we were anticipating the Red and the Black and Empire of the Clouds, sure. and you know the the, the the title track. Yeah. So, and I actually kind of gravitate to those songs on that album more. Okay. Than the shorter ones, which is kind of funny, because you know we'd heard Speed of Light, and I thought that was okay. It didn't mm -hmm. you know didn't blow me away, but I I liked it. Okay. And, but uh, yeah, no, no, I enjoyed. I like Book of Souls a lot, and I actually like the longer tracks on that album, which okay. is kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not afraid of long songs. Yeah. Yeah. I know that Maiden takes criticism for that from you know a certain segment. Sure. That doesn't that the you know, they don't like the longer tracks, but I I I like them. You know, a good song's a good song. I don't care how long it is. Yeah, I feel like the long songs get a chance to kind of have a life of their own and breathe. Like they yeah. just like you do a short song, it's it's quick, it's compact, and hey, great. But when the long ones, sometimes there's songs where it's not, it doesn't, it's, it's more or less frequent now because all the songs are kind of six, seven minutes now. Even a short one is six minutes usually. And, but I think that the, Steve Harris just lets the song have a life of its own, kind of like, where would this song want to go? And he just yeah. kind of, I don't know if it, I've never heard him talk about the way he writes these things, but it seems like he's got to take it and just say, let me just see where it goes and what, you know, or, or he, pieces together things that he has written or something. I don't know, but, but yeah, he, he does good. They do a good job at it. So, well, I also look at it like, okay, so 
Maiden hurt some of the fans. They want to simplify simplify things, make shorter songs. Yeah, you get an album like No Prayer for the Dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? So no, I would rather have the yeah. Souls. Yeah, it's just not in their DNA anymore to have. You know, like the new album has what one song that's four minutes long, maybe. Right. So and then nothing else is five. Everything else is five minutes or longer. Yep. More more of the longer. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, really long. <laughs> okay, so uh, so the Legacy of the Beast tour, you see that with your son. What did your son think of that? Because I thought that was a phenomenal show. We loved it. I mean, of course, you know, we we in this day and age, we all know what the set list is. We mm-hmm. know you, if you want to, you can go on YouTube and catch clips of the show, which we, we did not do that. But we knew what the set list was, so mm-hmm. we knew it was a killer set list. So we just went there and enjoyed it. He got, he got the aviator hat. You mm-hmm. know the the, the aviator that they were selling the the aviator you know, the the aviator hat that Bruce wore like when he jumps out on stage for yeah. this is high. He, yeah, my son got one of those. He was wearing. I think Bruce saw him because we were pretty close. Uh-huh. Uh Pretty close up there. <laughs> yeah, no, we 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 loved it. It was it, they put on such a great show. I couldn't imagine that you know us not having a good time seeing them. Oh yeah, yeah that that show just amazed me. You know, it, it, you because you think about being at that show. And you go back to 1988 and think of how great it was when they played at that show. And it's like, they're still at the top of their game all these years later. It's amazing. Yes. They sound great. I love that they kept Yannick in the band. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that was such a classy move Yeah, to not kick him out when they brought Adrian back. I know, again, he takes a lot of grief. for. I, I love his dancing around and prancing on stage. <laughs> it's fun. I, do it. Yeah. Have have. You know, let loose, have fun, go fight your battles with Eddie or whatever it is that he does. You know, what I mean, I, I, I like it. You know, it's it, it's entertaining to me. If you want, you know, I like because I'm watching Steve running around the stage and you know taking his base and shooting it at the audience. You know, that, that yeah. that's that's classic Maiden stuff. Right, right, so let, right. You know, let Yannick prance around. I don't care. I I like it. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing, as far as Maiden goes, I guess is we're obviously we're all waiting. You know, because I've got a maiden show in three weeks, I think, about three weeks, and you've got one in just a little over a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Sinjutsu came out, you know, we obviously, I had not experienced a buildup to a maiden album quite like that. I think they did it with A Matter of Life and Death, I think I heard, but I'd never experienced that before. So how... how you know, into it, did you get following along with clues and everything that was going on? Anything that happens in the Iron Maiden world, I'm going to be really excited about, especially because my son is going to make sure my <laughs> excitement level is high. Did you see this? What's Belshazzar's feast or what? You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Let's look it up. <laughs> That's you know, funny. So, so yeah, no, we were always we paid attention to all that stuff as it was going. What's it? What's it going to sound like? How many tracks? And then the track listings. Announced. Look at these three long songs at the end. What is this going to sound like? You know, we, we, yeah. we speculate and talk about it, and you know, we just we we build our own excitement up for it. Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was just fun to wonder, and you know, because it was like out of nowhere. Like yeah. all of a sudden, one day, you know, Bruce did the little interview, and he opens his shirt up and kind of holds it and just kind of talks, and people are like, "Well, what's he wearing?" And then you start seeing it was just it was very well done. For yes. a band that far into their career, man, they really know how to do stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, they had a lot of time to get it ready, too. True. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, obviously we had that, and then the album, you know, comes out, and 
so you get the album and on day one, did you, what kind of experience did you have with your son with it or did was it separate oh, or yeah. what? Oh, yep. Yep. So what we did with that was he, well, we have a Patreon for the podcast. Okay. So what we did is we recorded an episode of us listening to it. Oh, cool. For, for the, for the first time. So he waited all day. I waited all day. He actually came here to the house. Nice. And, uh, we, we hit, you know, got the microphones out, we hit record and listened to it in real time and then com- you know, commented on each track as it, as it ended. And what's kind of funny was, is I, I went back and checked it out the other day. <laughs> we, we didn't take to it immediately yeah. when we first heard it. When we okay. first heard it, we were like, ah, oh, I don't know. This, <laughs> is, this is a little different. I don't know. If it, uh, now I, I love it. I love Sinjutsu. Yeah. I, I really think it's a really strong album, but I had to grow on me sort of like Seventh Son. Okay. Me, you know, in 88, okay. the same, same kind of thing for me. It had to grow on me, but once it did, I got it. It yeah. really clicked. Yeah. Sen- Senjutsu has clicked with me. Well, you so, could have, you could have had Lou on there and he could have just said every song sucked. Oh, he they- would have tore it apart. <laughs> so, for sure. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So last question I got for you, and this is a, uh, I think you'll know where I'm going, but it's a 17 part question. Yes. It's a short, a short 17 part, uh, Rapid fire question. Um, you probably know. Uh, well, let me ask you before I ask you that. Uh, and maybe I, I, don't, I don't know what your answer is going to be. For, I think I know what your answer is going to be for this. So we'll see if I'm right. What would you say if you had to just say, this is my favorite Iron Maiden album today? What would you say is your favorite Iron Maiden album? The Number of the Beast. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what I usually say. And the reason why I say that is Hallowed Be, my, Hallowed Be Thy Name is my favorite Iron Maiden song. Okay. And it's got, you know, and between the number of the beast, the title track, and Run to the Hills, those three songs were like, like the three, I don't know, like the three amigos. That those were the three tracks I really gravitated towards. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. but on there, there are certain days you'll catch me and I'll say somewhere in time. Okay. Okay. So those are those are my one and two, and occasionally they'll flip flop, but most of the time it's number of the beast. Okay. Okay. That's. It, you can never fault anybody for choosing Number of the Beast because, I mean, it's just, even though it, it feels a little cliche. Someone told me that was their favorite. He goes, I feel kind of, I feel like I'm just, uh, you know, kind of phoning it in by saying Number of the Beast because it just seems yes. like the obvious choice, but it's like. That's exactly how I feel. And I feel phoning it in saying, how will be the name <laughs> of your favorite Maiden song? How many people say that? You know what I mean? But yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, I can't lie. It's it's Sure, true. sure. So we're going to go through every album, and I want yeah. you to tell me your favorite song from every album. I'm ready. All right. So starting with the self-titled Iron Maiden. Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. Killers. Title track. Title track. Okay. Uh, I think I know the next one. The Number of the Beast. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, will be thy name? Okay. Uh, peace of Mind. I actually had to think about this because I, there's a lot of tracks on there that are close. Mm-hmm. I almost said Flight of Icarus, but it's the trooper. Yeah. Trooper is just, it's perfect. It's perfect. So, okay. Um, Power Slave. This is another one where there's a whole bunch you know, mm-hmm. that could be the one. Today, it's Aces High. Aces High. Okay. Somewhere in time. Here's an oddball one. I love Sea of Madness. Ooh. It's got, a, it's got a chorus that makes me, that kind of reminds me of Flight of Icarus, uh-huh. the way it's sung. And I've always gravitated to that song. But, you know, tomorrow it could be Alexander the Great. Who knows? That's interesting. I've never had anyone even say that about the chorus and Flight of Icarus. But, yeah, 
I love I love Sea of Madness. I love that. That's my favorite of the three Adrian songs too on that yeah. album. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Title track. Title track. Okay. Um, no prayer for the dying. Tail gunner, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, now this next one, I'm going to ask you a really <laughs> tough question. Okay. This is probably going to burn your brain a little bit, make you want to vomit a little bit, but actually I'll, I'm going to make it, this is a two-parter. Okay. What's your favorite song from Fear of the Dark? All right. This one I had to really twist my brain around with too. I guess I'm going to have to say Afraid to Shoot Strangers. Okay. Okay. And what is your least favorite song from Fear of the Dark? That's the a tough one. is a nightmare. No, apparition? Okay. It's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. Because I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, (laughs) uh, the X Factor. Sign of the Cross. Sign of the Cross, okay. Now, this one's going to be tough for you, I think, too. Uh, Uh, Virtual Eleven. What's your favorite track from Virtual Eleven? Eeny, meeny, miny, future real. Hey, there you go. I knew you'd come around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what about... Uh, that one does also have my least favorite Maiden song of all time, though. And this is one that a lot of people cite, but man, yeah. I cannot stand the Angel and Gambler. I cannot. I can't. It's a rough listen. It's really a don't rough listen. I think I could... Oh. I don't oh. know. I just don't understand. I think... If, I, here's what I think about that. It's obviously... It's been, you know, the, the length of the song. Like, I don't understand why they did it that long. I think they could have made it like a four minute song. It would have been okay. Like, Maybe. okay. Not a great song, but okay. But the fact that like, I remember one time, uh, I did, I can't remember if I, if it was when I did a, a, a review of that album and I took every single second where he says, don't you think I'm a savior mm-hmm. and all that. And I, I clipped it all together. It was literally like four and a half minutes or something of yeah, just that. And I was like, he runs through it like 23 times. Yeah. Like I was like, there's, there's not a reason to have it in there that many times. And, um, it's not, a, I can't, I, I, I can't do that song. <laughs> well, and the fact that back on pod and how we did something and I gave them some grief uh-huh. because one of the, one of the guy BC picked the song and I, and I gave him some grief and they, they kind of, Oh, I'll take it back. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Everybody likes what they like. I, I'm not, I'm not yeah, 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 yeah. making yeah. fun of that song, but sure. Well, but the thing, the worst part of it is that Steve Harris insisted that that be the lead single single. I mean, unbelievable. I, I know you're not the hugest future real fan, but future real sounds like an iron maiden song a when single. it starts. And it, it would have like a single. Yeah, and it would have been a good fit because people would have heard it and kind of went, "Oh, this is this sounds like Iron Maiden. It doesn't sound yes. like the last album. It's slow and sludgy and whatever." So, anyway. Right. Right. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so next album. Now, this is the tough one. It is. Brave New World. What's your favorite song from Brave New World today? You know, I got to say it. Hey Thomas, it's Ghost of the Navigator. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, what about Dance of Death? The title track. Title track. I had a lot of people say that. They'll say, ah, no, I don't think anyone likes this. I'm like, but everyone's seeming like they're saying it. That's surprising, though, because I'm like, Passchendaele's on that album, too, and Passchendaele's kind of... Passchendaele's a really good track. Yeah. That's, that was a close one. Yeah. I love the lyrics to Dance of Death. It's yeah. Creepy. It creepy. It just gives me that creepy vibe. It's like a I scary story. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Exactly. 
Um, and plus, it's got that bit where you can imagine uh, Yannick. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I like it too, but it's just, it's funny because imagining, I, I think I saw where someone made a clip of Yannick just dancing in circles while that was playing. <laughs> and I was like, it was so perfect, man. It was so yes. perfect. Um, oh, gosh. No, okay, uh, a matter of life and death. Brighter than a thousand suns. Ooh, man, that is such a great song. That riff, oh, that riff could flatten scorched earth policy. <laughs> that, that riff is just crushing. Yes, yes. I love that song. Um, okay, uh, the final frontier. All right, this one might surprise you. Coming home. Mm, I yeah. love the chorus of that song. Okay. I think the it lyrics are really like, good. It kind of gives me, it, it sort of gives me a nostalgic feeling. I don't know why. Yeah. You know, but because it, does, it doesn't remind me of any other song, but I just, the chorus of that song really just grabs me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I really think the lyrics are great in that song. There's some really, yes. really, really good poetic stuff, but I'm just, that's probably my least favorite song on the album yeah. just to listen to overall. <laughs> but it's not a bad song. I mean, because there's sometimes when I've listened to it and I'm just like, man, what a, what a, what a fantastic song. Yes. You know, um, let's see. Uh, what's the next? The Book of Souls. Yes, Empire of the Clouds. Empire of the Clouds. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was really. You know, you, you, we kind of like braced ourselves for that song. All right, here comes an eighteen-minute song. We know it. They told us it was going to be a big piano song. Mm -hmm. It is so. It's like watching a movie. It's like it listening is. to a movie. Yeah. Play out and the, the musical cues in it. You know, like the SOS. Yeah. Thing and then like th there's a solo in there and I think I want to say that it's I, I don't I, see I don't know who does it yeah but it comes in as the as the blimp is going down it goes yeah yeah wow that's amazing that's really cool You're the right. solos in that song are just incredible yeah uh, and then lastly Senjusu the title track really okay. My, okay and that's one a lot of people don't like but my son and I we I don't know I guess we like those eastern because we love the Nomad off of yes. uh, Brave New World, and a lot of people don't care for that one either. Oh, yeah, that's a good but one. We love that Eastern music, you know, uh, yeah. cashmere sure. you know, vibe. So, yeah, no, we took to that the title track right away. Oh, yeah. It was, it's epic, and it's dark. Yeah, I can and remember. Nico is incredible. Uh -huh. Nico's a monster in that whole album. Yeah. But on that title, on Senjutsu, the title track, he's, he's, a, he's a beast. Yeah, I remember hearing that for the, you know, playing it, because I remember... I stayed up till midnight hoping that it was going to fall into my Apple thing just right at midnight or even 11, you know, Eastern time. I thought, man, if it'll, if it'll jump into my box, I can listen to the whole thing before I go to bed because I really wanted to hear it. I woke up, ended up waking up at like five in the morning. Yep. And my wife's like, what are you doing? Why are you waking up so early? <laughs> and I just, and I, I just said, I, I got to listen to the album. And she, that's all I had to say. Too. She knew, she, she knew, knew what she it knew. was. That's great. She was like, "You're crazy." That. Yeah, and yeah. man, I went upstairs and you know turned on the just that, doo, 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 yeah. and all that, and you're just like, "Wow, this is not what I expected the album to start." Like, you didn't know what to expect, but it was right. not that. So, yeah, but I, I think that's a great song. I really, really like that. And Bruce sounds awesome in it too. Yes, and he does. So, well, that's cool, man. That's uh, all seventeen albums, and that's that's your life as an Iron Maiden fan, and you've created. A concert buddy, an Iron Maiden fan. That's awesome. That's the yeah. to me. That's the best part of your whole story, right there. That that's your my son. Favorite part of the story for sure. Yeah, your son coming up and saying, "You ever heard of uh, Ghost of the Navigator?" <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> when I was reading that, I was just like, "Wow, that's that's a really really cool. That's really cool." Um, but out uh, all that aside, I, I appreciate that you sent in your story 
and that you were willing to come on here and you know listen to me jack my jaws and uh, <laughs> and tell your story for everyone else out there here because you know I mean like I said everyone's I mean a lot of people that I'm sure have have heard of, of your podcast because they you know because it gets mentioned all the time on my podcast so I know I really appreciate that too I, you know I, I try to make sure like on Twitter that I you know I, I acknowledge that you guys you you Kirsty and Matt all the three of you have mentioned my podcast numerous times. Yeah. And I, I greatly appreciate that. I'm sure it's gotten me more listeners. I like doing that. I think there's there's it seems like in the podcast world, people are either really giving or they're just really um, possessive of I'm not giving anybody anything on my podcast for free. You know, you're not gonna I'm not gonna say other I've said plenty of times on my podcast that talking maiden is the best Iron Maiden podcast that existed. And I'm like, hey, I don't care. If you like my podcast, you're going to like it. If you don't like it, you're not going to like it. I don't really right. care. I, I just, I want it to I be love fun. That you start every show, Uncle Steve, with what are you guys listening to and what podcasts are you listening to? You know, yeah. I, I, and I always listen for that. Now, I won't lie to you. Once, once, you know, once you guys started mentioning my show, I listen uh-huh. every way. Are they going to, are they going to mention it? <laughs> I do listen for that, but I would, I would do that even if you, even if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I like that you guys do that. And I like that you give props to, yeah, other artists and other podcasts. You know, I I, th- I think that is a lot of I give a lot of credit to you for that. I definitely like doing that because I just before I ever had a podcast and you know just being a guy that listened to podcasts and always was just hoping to hear my name or to hear you know or to maybe maybe they'll want me on the podcast one day or something like that. And so yeah. it's always like I just like I just I'm like. No one else. I don't know very many people that do that. I mean, I know Decibel Geek is the one where I got the idea to thank people for sharing, right? And but I'm like, it's cool. I think it's cool for other people because I mean, hey, not everyone's going to like the same podcast. I mean, we all like different personalities and sure and whatever. But I, I think it's. I definitely would. I would want to help anybody because I think I would want anyone else to help me. So when I was starting the podcast, I knew that. Once I decided that I wanted to do a podcast, I knew I wanted to do a music podcast. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to focus on one band, which yeah. I, I kind of wanted to do, but you know, I, I, the obvious one was Kiss. There were there were a lot of Kiss. There's a mm-hmm. zillion Kiss podcasts out there. So I'm like, well, I, I don't think I could add anything there. I actually thought about Maiden. My son and I were going to do a Maiden podcast, and we were going to like go through. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of Pot of Thunder. Oh yeah. They go through all the Kiss cattle. We were going to do a podcast like them oh cool and and only we're gonna go through all the maiden discography sure we actually recorded an episode or two and for some reason i think you know life got busier for him we just we we couldn't follow through for it but i think it was time constraints sure so i just shelved it but now you've got you know maiden a to z and there's other podcasts out there that that do it now so i'm just like all right well good you know (laughs) the niche has been filled Absolutely. I've been listening to podcasts now for a lot of them for, you know, since 2000, what, 13, 12, 13. Yeah. And I what I did when I started my podcast, I took a little bit from this podcast. I took a little bit from this podcast, took a little bit from this podcast. Yeah. And kind of mashed it all together and, you know, made it made it my own thing. Right. There's a lot of of podcasts who do what I, you know, it's just an album review show. Yeah. Each 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 week we review a a random album on the rock spectrum. That's all we do. A lot of shows do that. So I just, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's putting your own personality in it, putting your own spin in it. And I think we've come up with something that, that works pretty well. Yeah. If you enjoy doing it, then really, I mean, I don't think any of us are making a living, you know, unless we're Joe Rogan 
we're not making a living, right. you know, doing a podcast. We do it because we love the music and it's an outlet. And yes. you get to meet people that have the same passion that you do. Yes. That's, and it's that's what I love. I, I love like the fact that like Kirsty and Matt both and and there's other people that I've had on where we stay we've stayed in communication where right you know and especially Matt especially Kirsty like Matt is a terrible communicator I'll just put it out there he <laughs> you know Kirsty lives in Australia and I went and saw an ACDC tribute band a, about a week ago and I'm sending her videos at the show while I'm there because I know and then she's replying back oh that's all man he's awesome and just like I'm like it's so cool to have somebody like that just just and there's different people that I can you know just share and just or that I'll just get a random text from someone or something and they'll be just like hey man I just listened to your episode about Megadeth and I can't believe you said this and it's just right. like I'm just like wow these are my friends now this is so yep. cool yep so yeah I love it. I would say I average like a one or two at least emails or tweets or something a week just saying I just discovered your show yeah I really dig what you're doing you know what I mean I sure I, I appreciate that oh yeah I, you know so that you took the time to do even if you just said hey cool show great I, I thank thanks Th- I, I'm glad exactly. that you're out there yeah I mean it, and and you know people are gonna listen to me and people are gonna listen to you and they're gonna hear something at some point that they've never heard before Yes. Or be introduced to an artist they've never heard before. That's why I like right. doing the what have you been listening to thing because yeah. who knows? You know, I mean, I listen to the same random bands all the time. I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of closed minded a little bit, but, uh, but you never know, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we, like with us, we have, uh, <coughs> uh, I, obviously, I've been very clean this episode, but on our podcast, we've got the explicit tag. I tend to cuss a lot. <laughs> you know, so, so we, we do have that, you know, and some people come, contact us and complain about that but other people i just have to say well this is how i talk this is is how it is you know this this is how we are i think it's a little easier to express yourself using profanity because you can really my wife she hates when i cuss and (laughs) and and i'm just like you don't understand how easy it is to evoke emotion from these words and it makes it a lot more difficult trying to describe a song or an album without saying that's the most amazing effing thing I've ever heard in my life. You right, know, you just have to, right. you're so good. You know, it's like, man, I want to say really so much communicates, more. It communicates excitement or it communicates anger. Sure, sure. Know? So, And you can so, tell by the tone of voice, you yes. know, so yeah. So, but, you know, all in all, it's it's fun. I love doing this. I love doing the podcast and stuff. I love, it's meeting people and it's an outlet. Yes. Otherwise, we got all this, all this music, you know, knowledge or want to talk about whatever just stuck here and you're just like, I didn't have the outlet for years and now I do. And man, I love it. Yes. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I've made, uh, like you said, you make new friendships. I've made, we, I have a, a stable of regular uh, co-hosts. I call them co-pilots on the show, but you know, people, yeah. yeah. And we have a big text chat thing that, uh-huh. um, that, that oh, it's, we always daily, you know, what's going on with your lives? How are you, how are you doing? You know, sure. that, that kind of thing. Hey, I just discovered this song. Check this out. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, a com- it becomes a community. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's something on my podcast, uh, on Twitter, at least that has been really neat to see just to see how people are. I had, you know, I've probably, I don't know what, ep- I don't know how many of these I've put out yet so far, but you know, I've got three or four, you know, done right now. And there's probably say 40 of them. So there's 40 people that people on Twitter or wherever 
can chat with and they know about this person. They know what that person sounds like when they're reading their tweets and they know what that person likes and dislikes. And it's, it's really created a really interesting, like I said, friends and community of other people that have been able to be friends and help other people. I've seen people give, you know, uh, words of encouragement to people when, you know, Hey, something's going on in their life. And, and it's, it's really just, it's, it's wild to see. And you think like, if they met through your podcast and you're going, wow, I actually helped facilitate that. That's it, it's, it's way bigger than just having a stupid podcast really is, you know? Yes. And, and you also learn that there are dozens, hundreds, thousands of people like you mm -hmm. when you thought you were alone. Right. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, we could, we could do a whole podcast just talking about podcasting. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you absolutely. You could. Oh man. I, I always enjoy it because I've had, a few different podcasters on with, you know, doing their stories. And it's, it's always fun to actually veer a little bit off of the Iron Maiden and just talk about, you know, things about it, just what you like and dislike. And yeah, because it's another thing that connects us together. So because I know what you're I know how much work it is. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it's fun. It's a great hobby. But if there's a lot of work involved. Sure, sure. Especially when you do it the way you like, you know, you you're doing the research. You have to listen to the albums. You got to rank the albums. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's not just you're not just turning on a microphone and winging it. Right. You're coming in prepared. Sure, sure. You know, we, we're, we're, I'm like that, too. I, I have to because I have to prepare every week for the album I'm going to review. Absolutely. So yeah. it, it's time consuming. How many but, albums? How many albums do you review out of every album review? Like, let's say you do whatever, 10 of them out of every 10 albums you do. How many of them have you never heard before? It usually averages probably one or two. Okay. Out of every, out of every 10. Okay. So and about usually that comes from somebody like somebody request, putting a request in or like, uh, the album we, we did, uh, a blue, the blue oyster cults first album last week. Okay. As a matter of fact, cousin Marvin from asylum. Oh, okay. Yeah. He came on with us and did that. <clears throat> Um, I, I know, of course I knew who Blue Oyster Cult was, but I didn't know that first album. So mm -hmm. that was, that was a new album for me. So okay. I would say out of every 10, I probably one or two, sometimes maybe even three. Okay. That I've never heard of. So I, when I, and when I get an album like that, when I know it, cause I, you know, I schedule episodes well in it months in advance. Okay. So when I know it's going to be a new album, I need to listen to I, at least four or five weeks out. Yeah. I start listening to it. Wow. And then really start listening intensely a week or two before the act. The actual episode, because I really want to I want to know the music. I don't want to just say I, I listened to this once and mm -hmm. this track is great and this track stinks. I, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. that's that's no, because I delve into it. Why do I think this track stinks? Uh, Why do yeah. I think this track yeah. is great? And so, you know, I, I to do that, I have to kind of really know what's going on. Sure. So I, I do listen to the records that I review extensively. Sure. Sure. So did you know? um did you know Lou? Have you known him a long time before you did the podcast? Nope. He's a guy that just reached out to me on an email, said I really loved it. He wrote me a very long email saying uh -huh. how much he'd like the podcast, told me his personal story with uh -huh. music. I thought this this guy sounds really cool. Okay. And he said, I'd love to come on the podcast sometime. Because I, I accept uh, – here's another thing too. Well, you know, I can say this to your listeners. We'll take guests. Anybody can come on the show. Yeah. You know, if if you're out there and you have there's an album that you really love and you'd like, you know, if you like our podcast and you want to review it with us, you can come on. You can just request it if you just want us to review it, or you can come on with us and review it with us. It's, we have a kind of an open door policy with that. That's cool. So he said. So Lou writes me a thing and says to me, you know, I'd love to come on the show. And he rattled off some things and he, he mentioned Kiss. I said, Well, we're doing Love Gun in about 
three, I emailed him back. We're going to do Love Gun in about three weeks. You want to jump in on that? He said, sure. So he did it, you know, and that was our first episode with him. And I liked him so much. I invited him back again and I invited him back again and again. And then he just became one of our family. And now he's like, he does almost every episode. Now he's kind of almost been, he's kind of like the, the Robin to my Batman, I guess. You know what I mean? We're kind of like, you know, we're like the dynamic duo now. That's funny. That's yeah. cool though. I mean, because it's like, you know, with Matt, like I said, we talked and, the first time we talked and we just got along so well. And I mean, I've had people on, I've gotten along really with everybody I've ever had on. I've never had anyone on that. I just was like, God, this guy is a jerk. I'm having that guy on again. <laughs> now I will say there's been a couple where I've had him on and I knew I won't be inviting this person back on ever again. I yeah, knew that yeah. even though I have invited those same people to do other things, you know, to be a part because they weren't jerks. It's just our personalities didn't mesh yes. real well. Yeah. But there's with, a such thing as chemistry and it's a real thing. Yeah. And with Matt, man, it just, I don't know. It just, it just started working and yeah, we just, clicks. and I'd bring him on a little bit here and there and he was always willing. Yeah. I've never heard that album before. Yeah. I'll give it a listen. And, and then, you know, and then with Kirsty was like, Hey, why don't you come on with us one week? Hey, why don't you come on? You know? And then she came on for a few weeks and then I just said, Hey, do you want to just start being on every week? And she's like, well, I can do every other week. Perfect. Cause it's weird how that whole chemistry had worked out and to be such a, I like it. I mean, and I don't know what, yeah. I mean, I've never had anyone say they don't like it, but if anyone doesn't like it, go listen to something else. Cause I don't care. I like yeah, it. Yeah, No, it, it, it changed your show. The yeah. dynamic of the show for the better. In oh my yeah. Opinion. I cursed. He's great. She's my Chewini body. We both have Chewinis. Yeah. 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 Yes. Her dog, her dog's been a, uh, a contributor to the show every yes. now and then too. <laughs> Mine too. As I, as I speak, Buster the Rock Chewini's laying. He's he usually is present when I do podcasts. He's laying right behind me on his dog bed. That's hilarious, usually, man. Yeah, he's usually he's usually around. Oh man. Well, man, I really enjoyed having you on, and I appreciate you. Like I said, sending the story in and everything. That's it's it's because without people sending the stories in, a there's no episode for me to do. I mean, it's become kind of a uh, I don't know what do you call it, like a flagship type of deal, like something that. I don't, it's just like a, a staple, you know, like it's just a common episode you're going to get from me every now and yeah. then. And which is interesting because I just, you know, I wasn't trying to make it that it just happened. Well, you know, what's cool about these stories is they're all different, but they're all similar. Uh -huh. they're, they're, we're all similar because it's about Maiden and how we got into them. And we all love the band. I mean, yeah. obviously, if we're contacting you, that's what it's about. Sure. But then we come to it a little bit differently and things, experiences that make it unique. Yeah. And I, Uncle Steve, I really appreciate you having me on this show and letting me talk about this i don't do this very often uh, we don't do this kind of thing on my podcast yeah like yeah. every once in a while there's a track that you might have a personal connection to and you might tell you know like a you know an anecdote about it sure but for me going long form, i feel like i feel like i'm on joe rogan talking about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know express long form this love i have for this band yeah this has been really great and i really appreciate it well being that you feel like you're on joe rogan i hope that somebody else can hear that and think that I might be the next Joe Rogan man because I'll take it. I'll take that yeah. money, you know. <laughs> Listen up, Spotify. That's right. I'll I know take. You got another hundred million lying lying around. Look, Uncle you can. Steve's ready. They can get me for a tenth of that. I'll move my <laughs> podcast to Spotify exclusively. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. Well, man, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I guess get off here with you and go. I'm sure my wife will be happy that I'm done a little earlier or whatever. Um, yeah. I've been I've been podcasting all week long. I've. I, this week kind of came it kind of came up quickly. I didn't know I was going to be off. I thought I was off in two more weeks. And then I was going in to check something and they go, "Yeah, you're off the week after next." And I was like, 
Well, no, I'm off the second week of September. No, you're off the last week of August. I was like, oh boy. So, oh boy. So I just I I've done so far this week. I've done I've done something on. Well, I always do a Sunday, but uh, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday today, and then I've got one scheduled tomorrow too. So wow, that is a full slate. It is. It's it's you know, and it's it's good just being one every day, and you know, and I'm thinking my computer's about to go on the crap on me because uh, I I think I'm gonna reset it tonight. Actually, just the yeah. whole. Yeah. I'm gonna get every, I was saving all my stuff last night and it was just it started shutting off on me and just restarting and, and we've had it for 10 years but I have a, my friend uh you've probably heard of him uh the most hated man in podcast yes. land he he's yes. he's kind of a computer like really smart computer guy and so he he was just like yeah I definitely know how to do it if you need to do it and so he just sent me the instructions and you know make sure you save everything and back it up and blah 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 so I've done all that and I keep putting it off thinking it's going to get better and you know and then like I tried to I had to restart it twice when I sent you that message. Yes. I sat here for 5 minutes with just a black screen and nothing. I could move the mouse, but there was no picture, there was nothing popping up anything and I was just like, okay, I turned it all the way off and restarted again and it came up pretty quick, but I'm just like I don't like the not knowing is it going to be this or this. Or is it just going to start shutting off in the middle or who knows? Yeah, so computer issues are a nightmare. That that's one of the Yeah. One of the hazards of podcasting, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure, man. But what's great about this for me is I don't have to edit it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love going on somebody else's podcast because as soon as you end, you just go back downstairs and you eat dinner or whatever. You're like, I'm done with that. <laughs> that's the best part. You're right. You're right, man. Well, man, again, I do appreciate it. And um, I'm sure that uh, – and now this will go up on my Patreon. I don't know exactly. I've got three or four of these episodes ready. And I try to put them out maybe once a month. I don't want to, because cause I've done it where I put four or five in a row every week out. And I think it kind of takes away. Dilutes it a little bit. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of, it, where people don't really remember who they heard. They're yeah. like, oh, well, you know, yeah, there was that one guy that was this. and But if it's just you, and then a month goes by and no one else, they're going to remember you. So, yeah. And I think it gives each person their own little bit of a kind of a, you know, their spotlight being the story or whatever. So, great. But, uh, well, man, again, I do appreciate it, and I'll let you go and enjoy the rest of your night because I know you're an hour past me. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, man. Right, thank you very much. Yeah, man. Take care, and it's good to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. All right. Take care, man. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I hope that you enjoyed that story from Aaron from the R4 podcast. It's been a while since I did that with him. It's been since August. So that episode literally is what we're at. So we're at September, October, November, three months ago. We recorded that three months ago. He's been dying to be heard by you people for three months. So I hope that all of you enjoyed that. Um, Aaron, I thank you for your patience in waiting for this episode to come out. I hated to hold it for so long, but you know, here we are, it's not being held anymore. And I hope that everyone that listened to that enjoyed it. So real quick here, I'm going to go through just a few fast things and I will be out of here for you guys. Um, 
I'm going to do this in reverse order this week. I'm going to do the thank yous first, and then we'll talk about music and podcasts that I listen to. Um, now, before I read the thank yous, um, I didn't get a tweet quote from this person, but um, it really, really made me laugh, his comment about the podcast. If you listened to it last week, the Allison Chains album battle, uh, Facelift versus Dirt, I'm guessing everyone must have agreed. I didn't get any complaints from anybody about the results. So me and Kirsty must have got it right. Um, but here, here, listen to this. Okay, this is a guy. I got this comment from a guy named Chris in Artemis, Kentucky. And I kid you not, I laughed out loud when I read this comment. I was like, this is the greatest comment. One of the best I've ever gotten on the podcast at all. So, and here's what the comment said. I was listening to this today while driving and enjoying it very much, very much until you used a car horn to censor some language. The horn scared the holy hell out of me. Thought I was about to get ran over. <laughs> uh, it just made me laugh. I thought that was so funny. So thank you for uh, sharing that, Chris. Uh, I'm glad that you were enjoying the episode and I'm sorry that you thought you were about to get ran over. <laughs> so uh, really quickly, the retweets goes as follows the scouser david laird in liverpool england and you know what i'm going to point out every one of you people if i don't have an iron maiden story from you yet because this was an iron maiden story um and how do we get more iron maiden stories people have to send them in and matt's not here to tell you where to send it into so let me tell you where to send it in iron maiden podcast at gmail.com you send the story to me i'll get it I'll respond back to you. We'll figure out a time and a place that we can chat. And your story will be heard by millions and millions of adoring fans. Uh, subtract the millions and millions and add just a you know few hundred people. And that's about it. But <laughs> something like that. But seriously, the reason that there are these stories, the reason they exist is because people like Aaron sent his in. People like uh, Ron a couple weeks ago sent his in, um, they get sent in and, and they're all cool. They're all unique. No matter how bland it may seem, my story is very bland. Um, they're all fun. They're all fun to hear about. Cause we just get to chat about music. So send your stories in, send your stories in, go to the Facebook page, join the Facebook group, uh, go to Patreon and support the podcast, man. You can sign up for as little as $3 and 33 cents a month. You can go up to $6.66. You can go up to $10. You can go up to $15. Or you can do a one-time gift of a million dollars or $100,000. I'll take it. <laughs> and if you give me $100,000 or a million dollars, I will fly to wherever you are and we will record right at your house if you want to. Whatever you want to do. But seriously... Uh, the Patreon is patreon.com slash Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. You can uh, email the podcast your Iron Maiden story. Again, ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow on Twitter. Very active on Twitter. I try to be. Uh, believe the username is at Uncle Steve Rock. I will put a link for the Facebook group in the show notes. And you can click the link and you can join the group from there. It's unfortunately, it's a private group, but you might be able to look it up on Facebook. I don't know if it comes up because it's private. So I don't know if you can actually find it or not. If you can, 
Uh, Kirsty is the administrator over there, and she'll let you in, and she'll welcome you in, and she'll beg you to chat in the group, and that's what we want. We want to create some camaraderie there. So anyway, let me get to the retweets. First person that I don't have a <laughs> Iron Maiden story from, the Scouser, David Laird in Liverpool, England. Um, would love to have your story, sir. Um, Hunting Truckin' in West by God, Virginia. A uh, name I've never even seen on here. Uh, don't have a story from him, obviously. Uh, the next one that I don't have is from a gentleman in Finland named Willie Valiverta. Would like to hear his story. Um, the official detention teacher of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, Gen Maryutani in Chiba, Japan. I have received a story from him, and we are working on it. It's a work in progress. You know, Japan is a long way from here, from the United States, and we're going to make it work. We're going to get it. We're going to get old Gen on here, and you're going to get to hear his story one of these days. Another person I don't have a story from. His royal dudeness, Dave in the USA. I mean, come on. We're all wanting to hear from, uh, I wish he was from the South. I'd call him the mouth from the South. But uh, <laughs> um, another story we have received, two stories we have received. The last two guys, you have heard their stories already. Ron Kramer in Washington State and Jesse, the delivery guy in Illinois. So get working on it, guys. Get working on it. I'd love to have y'all stories on here next year. So let me get to the tweet quotes really quick. We have the first one from Future Squash 767 on YouTube. And he said, while reading my tweet quote, this is, what he, this is his writing, not me. While reading my tweet quote, about 25 more tweets underneath his original tweet quote. Rough paraphrasing. Not wrong. And that is true. There was a lot of them under there. Um, but you can get his Iron Maiden story right there if you like. Um, and he also did another tweet quote where he said, I haven't gave Allison Chains much of a chance yet. Hopefully this episode will convince me otherwise. What album should I start with? Um, man, Facelift and Dirt are obviously great albums to start with, but I'll be honest, man, the newer stuff, Rainier Fog, which is their newest album, got a different lead singer. It's fantastic album. The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here, the album before it, another fantastic album. Black Gives Way to Blue, the first album with their new lead singer, William Duvall. That's a really good one as well. Uh, the only one I haven't named is the self-titled album um, with Lane Staley. As you could tell, he was kind of fading out at that point. He was kind of working his way out of the band in a kind of a way it felt like as a fan back then. Uh, we know now kind of what was going on more. You listen to Dirt and you really know what was going on with him too. Uh, very, very unfortunate. Uh, man, honestly, any of those albums, I love Rainier Fog. My 15-year-old daughter, she likes Rainier Fog a lot. Um, and uh, like I said, you can't go wrong starting even with from the get-go, starting with Facelift. Um, so there you go, man. Uh, you can't really go wrong with any of them. Um, next up, we have Ron Kramer in Washington State, and he said, Another great episode, another attempt on my part to embrace grunge after 30 years of trying. Good thing for me, Uncle Steve and Kirstie are amazingly entertaining, regardless of the subject matter. And man, I've got to be honest, I think that's really awesome that you listened to the episode, even though you don't like the band. Like, you're not an Allison Chains fan. 
the fact that you don't like that and you still listen to me, that's a real, that's a real, um, man, that's a, that's a real trooper, you know? And I will say about Ron, man, Ron is one of my Patreon people. Uh, he's freaking awesome. Uh, his Iron Maiden story was awesome. Is one of the most crazy stories you'll ever hear in an Iron Maiden story. Uh, one of the scariest you'll ever hear. There's been, there's been a few scary stories. There was one that involved a car accident on the way to an Iron Maiden show. Uh, that was really scary as well. But, uh, man, this one was scary, too. So, uh, also, Ron's tweet quote was retweeted by Ian White in or near Birmingham, England. Uh, let's see. And the last tweet quote came from the um, official historian, translator, administrator, and many other nicknames that I just can't remember <laughs> that I've given her over time. And hers was simple. And if you're an Allison Chains fan, you caught the little, uh, uh, little, uh, what do you call it? The little nugget that she put in here. Nugget. Why I use the word nugget when I'm talking about in a nutshell, there's your little hint, Allison Chains album battle. So, that's the retweets and the tweet quotes for this week. Thank you, people, for sharing. I always appreciate it. It's always, always helpful, you know. Uh, now, let's get into the music and the podcasts that I listen to. And following with the trend, I guess I'll go in reverse order again. I'm going to go with podcasts first and then music. Um, did not have the 50 hours of driving time this past week, so I did listen to a lot of podcasts, though. I listened to the Shout It Out Loud cast, uh, their Kiss Cruise 11 recap part two. Um, I really like those guys because they just crap all over Kiss. They love Kiss, but there's still crap all over them, and they can be honest about the good and the bad. And I really, I appreciate that. And I I try to do the same thing about Iron Maiden. I don't think I'm quite as graphic as they are about it, but uh, I still try to be honest, and I, I like that, that they do that. Um decibel geek podcast i listened to their episode of uh, their, their uh, episode called geek wire from the week of uh, november 17 of this year episode 505 that was a good one uh, they kind of go through the news there i listened to monty's Rockcast number 254 which came out recently uh, actually just came out a few days ago and then this one podcast I, last week i mentioned that I listened to Jim Florentine. Uh, he had an album that I listened to called Terrorizing Telemarketers, Volume 7. Um, well, he also has a podcast, and I decided to put him on, and the episodes are all like, you know, 35 to 45 minutes, so driving around, it's really easy to listen to someone talk. And he basically, every single episode, is he is just a grumpy dude, and he goes over things and just complains about them and really, really like over analyzes things and just, just rips people a new one about their stupid things. And here's, I listened to about 12 episodes of it this week, but here's, you know, they'll, they'll have multiple episodes with the same subject. So I'll read all the different subjects I listened to. One was awful inspirational quotes, awful vanity plates, the good side of bad news, Awful dating sites, dumb Facebook games, awful Facebook posts, awful 80s songs, awful Yelp reviews, 
never happened stories and awful slang words. And they're all pretty funny. I mean, he just, he's just the grumpiest. I shouldn't say they're not even always super funny. It's, it's almost like Napoleon dynamite. The more you listen to him, the funnier it kind of gets, but he just rags these people like crazy and just, it, it's really funny though. Really funny. Um, I also listened to one of his, another one of his albums called terrorizing telemarketers volume five. And I, played uh I played one of the tracks of it for my wife and daughter and I know my daughter liked it. We were we listened to it the one track two or three times. It's really, really funny. Um it's a track called uh what was it what was the thing he says in there? What's the thing he kept saying over and over? He said, Well what about the other ones? It was called the other ones and it's just funny. So what about the other ones? Who are they? <laughs> uh, Coke and IBM. Who are they? Who are they? <laughs> uh, Coke. It's a billion dollar company. Who are they? Who are they? <laughs> so um, yeah, anyone go on YouTube and just look up Terrorizing Telemarketers Volume 5 by Jim Florentine and look up, um, uh, what did I just say? What was the thing that he kept saying? Not who are they, but what was the other part? He says, uh, well, what about the other? It's called The Other Ones. Just look up the other ones and listen. It's about seven minutes long. He gets a telemarketer on the phone and he just tries to keep him on the phone as long as possible being an idiot. And it's that one is one. Some of them aren't as funny, but man, that one is just hilarious. Um, and the more times you listen, the funnier it gets. Um, okay. So the last thing I'm going to talk about this week on the episode is music. What music did I listen to? And I only listened to two albums this week. I, I, I didn't have the the type of schedule that lent itself to just putting an album on as much as I wanted to this week. I uh, will this coming week though. So what it was I listened to was two bands, one album each. Um, first band was obviously I listened to Allison Chains. I listened to Dirt. I started on Facelift. Didn't didn't didn't. Uh, I just got a couple songs in and and didn't get to finish it. Um, the other album I listened to. Uh, what would an uh, what would an Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone episode be without me telling you that I listened to The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead by Megadeth? Those were the only two albums I listened to this week, and next week I hope to have a lot more for you. We've got a really cool episode. I talked to Kirsty today and we have a really cool episode coming for you next week that you're going to love. It's Iron Maiden themed 100% and you're going to love it. So on behalf of myself, on behalf of Aaron from the R4 podcast, on behalf of my daughter, Sarah, who just said like four words a minute ago, on behalf of... Oh, she just said five more. What? <laughs> on behalf on behalf of Kirsty, on behalf of everybody else that contributed. Good night.